Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max SmackDown Review. Hello and welcome to the Wrestling to the Max Smackdown Live review for March 14th, 2017. And I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me, as usual, Mr. Paul Leeser. Well, are we having problems again? I thought I said something. Now, Ooh. now I can hear you. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you just clicked over or something. Uh, I don't understand Skype sometimes. <laughs> Skype, Skype is fun, uh, especially when it, you know it decides it wants to have issues. So, uh, now that we had our technical difficulty out of the way, let's talk about some SmackDown Live. And well, you know, uh, if you visited WTMNet.com maybe in the past few days, you might have seen an article by Mr. Rick Baylon about why AJ Styles should not be wrestling Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Well, too bad, because he finally got the confirmation that this match is indeed happening, and they had the setup angle that really kind of got everything in motion here as AJ Styles comes out to speak to the audience, with the audience very happy to see him. Lots of AJ Styles chants uh, going on here. And, well, I mean, AJ talks about all the things he had to do to get to this point. And that, you know, again, he feels screwed over by management and by everyone that, hey, he should be going to WrestleMania right now, and, and he's not. And, you know, I feel like he was intense in this. Uh, he brought up the good point about how, you know, Randy Orton should be in a jail somewhere, probably, for burning somebody's house down. Uh, but, you know, that's uh, that's this is why this is wrestling. These things can happen, and they have no repercussions <laughs> in, in wrestling life. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that was a, a good setup to everything. 
I mean, we we knew AJ was hot, but I don't know that we knew AJ was going to uh, going to do what he did later. But but what do you feel between this, his little outrage with with Daniel Bryan a little later, and before we get to the big big surprise, I guess. Uh, I thought the opening promo was really solid, and it, it was exactly I think what it needed to be. Right, it, AJ has very clearly been been slighted in all of this and seemingly misdirecting his rage at somebody who actually supported his claim originally uh, and all, all these other things. But the, it's so easy to see his point in all this. I think it's really hard to want to rally against him at this point. I, later on, I think that that becomes much more muddied, but... The opening promo, for sure, he has legs to stand on in this argument. And as as great as the angle was, it's not exactly heelish, you know. No, yeah, exactly. He uh, he ha- he's he's the one the the company is going against right now. Management is going against, and every time that he should have been given a one on one shot, he didn't. But he mm-hmm. he went through all that. He earned his shot, and then you know he loses in the match that that I guess says no, you don't get the 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 title shot for WrestleMania. But you know, just because Randy Orton all of a sudden decided he wanted to be in the match, you know that seems kind of unfair to somebody that really earned it. But technically, Randy Orton also earned it as well. So, I mean, I don't know what AJ is really looking for if you if you look think about it. It's like, well, you're either going to get a triple threat match at Mania, or you're going to have to go through what you did and you lost. So, mm-hmm. you know, either way, you're not getting your one-on-one shot with uh, Bray Wyatt. So, I feel like you're going to be complaining all for naught at this point. It's um, still technically owed to him, though, is, is the point. Like, he never did get the one-on-one rematch that I'm assuming was the rematch clause in his, in his thing. So, yeah, I mean... All that aside, you know, it's it's the crowd is super into him during this. They're cheering him. There's a lot of cheering for when he talks about how Cena was just sort of gifted a title shot and how all these, you know, Orton committed arson and now he's in the main event of WrestleMania while AJ is left, you know, sort of at the wayside. It's just it's hard to really rally against him when he's making solid points. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's, he's making totally valid points, and I think that, I mean, I feel like the crowd is sort of on his side anyway, just because they realize how great he is, and, right. uh, you know, just how, I feel like even with the Cena feud, you had plenty of people that still wanted to cheer for AJ Styles, and just, you know, it it's not going to take a whole lot if they ever want to just, you know, turn that other shoe, I guess, and... uh have him be a face because he's already there pretty much. He just he just does things like what we saw backstage as uh, AJ was, you know, pulling his best Attitude Era impression with. I just felt like all he needed was a pipe, and then he'd be he'd be doing the you know Triple H or or somebody else waiting to attack someone. But I mean, for the most part, I felt like that was a really believable. Uh, confrontation i mean aj just absolutely walloped shane and then he you know throws his head into the car window which you know causes him to be busted open 
and you know the they have he has to go through concussion protocol and everything else. Daniel Bryan winds up having a confrontation with him, uh, you know, backstage in the the parking lot area. Fires AJ, and he is escorted out of the building. Of course, we don't even get to know really what Shane said because it cuts off because I think people didn't realize that it was, you know, 9.58 Eastern time when Shane McMahon is about to walk out there. Mm-hmm. And it abruptly cuts off at 10. We, we Obviously, I guess uh, USA does not want to give SmackDown five extra minutes. Uh, they do not get the raw overrun ever, I guess. But, uh, you know, it basically Shane confirms that, okay, well, you wanted somebody for WrestleMania. You got me at WrestleMania. So that match is happening. Do you feel like the end justifies the means, I guess, the that beat up in the in the parking lot is that enough for you to really justify having this match and saying okay i'm on board or or you're still not there at the moment i am into this story and i think it helps that so much of everything that they did after the aj promo really helped set up what they were trying to accomplish here, right? We knew AJ was going to do something rash, and I would certainly say throwing your boss through a car window is rash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not even discounting the total ass-whooping he gives him before he he does it. And uh, whether it was accidental or not, Shane getting cut open on top of his head and having blood pouring off to the side of his face created this absolutely wonderful picture to really sell everything like AJ AJ did him dirty right I mean he he beat him up real bad and all of that going forward and I I will say this to keeping Shane like the early cutoff I think is a blessing in disguise here whether whether there was going to be more to that promo or not very simply Shane coming out there in his own words and saying AJ you, you complain that you didn't have an opponent at WrestleMania, but you do now, is all you needed after everything else you had spent the rest of the episode building this up. So as of this moment, I am into the angle. I'm still not thrilled that this is the match AJ is getting, but if they build enough steam around this idea of AJ and Shane and maybe even possibly putting careers and stuff like that on the line, which it seems like they might do, um, I think we could be in for something that WrestleMania for AJ is merely a stepping stone to creating the rest of his year into either surpassing or equaling what he did last year. Let's hope that that is the case. Uh, You know, I think definitely whatever you want to say about, oh, well, AJ shouldn't be wrestling a 47-year-old man and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it does show faith from the company that they have you in this feud with Shane McMahon. We know how valued the McMahons are as far as creating high points of your show, of your pay-per-view, of your build, of, of WrestleMania, period. You know, we have, how mm-hmm. many WrestleManias has Vince wrestled in and Shane wrestled in and Shane against Vince himself and... You know, uh, Triple H by extension now, and, and even Stephanie. So, like, all all of them are, are are big points to your WrestleMania. And who knows if this goes any further than just Shane and, 
and AJ, if Vince ever makes an appearance from here to from here to Mania, I wonder if they will tie that in at all. But you know, just to come and see, feel like he needs to protect his son, you know, or anything like that, I, that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, I I mean, I think WWE knows uh, first of all with the uh, glass that look, it, you can cut a hole open in the glass all you want to, it's you're still hitting glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's like not really a way to keep him from bleeding. So, it, and you know, that's one of those times, like you said, they can try all they want to to have him not bleed, but the bleeding tells a great story. Right. Of, hey, look, he just went through a car door. This is what's going to happen to your face when you go through a car door, as hard as AJ just puts you through, and how angry AJ was. That this is this is Shane's face all mangled and everything. So, you know, I, I was I was totally fine with this. I was shocked, you know, even just getting to see AJ that angry and and like just really take it to him. Between the last two weeks, I really feel like they've done a great job of of showing his his anger and passion and his like why he is so upset. You know, let's see what happens in the rest of the build. You know, to this match, but so far. I feel like they've they've been nailing it. Mm-hmm. I I completely agree with you on all those fronts. I, I mean, couldn't have said it better. Uh, you know, so one thing I will say that they neither one got a full ten minutes, but uh, two women's matches on this show, both of them close to nine minute range. Um, Becky uh, beating Natalia and Mickey beating uh, Alexa Bliss. I thought the Becky, the Becky and both of them were good, I thought, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I feel like Alexa Bliss kind of benefits from being in there with, you know, such a veteran like Mickey that you hide her flaws a little bit. Um, and, and it's it's also kind of a weird thing because Alexa's still having to do her heel gimmick and, you're, you know, Mickey's supposed to sort of be a heel too, so... You know, you don't really know who to cheer for in that instance, whereas, you know, Becky and Natty, it's much more clear-cut. They have a problem with each other. Um, but I thought both matches were were good, and both of them kind of continued to set up the thing, especially with uh, Natty and uh, Becky, where Carmella comes out. And just, I guess uh, Carmella is, is the Shawn Michaels to Natty's Bret Hart. We're just going to start super-kicking people. Uh, you know, with with, with uh, Natty doing the Bret Hart, uh, you know, catchphrase and everything now. So, right. why not? Why not? Uh, I mean, Carmella ain't no HBK, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the women get the lion's share of the wrestling time this evening, which I think is something that should be noted. They're, they're pretty much three quarters, I think, of the wrestling time you got. And both the matches are, are good. Um I, the crowd was much more into Becky and Natty for the reasons I think that Sean mentioned that they they don't really know what to do with Mickey right now, seeing as it's still she hasn't really turned face. She's just I want the title heel, not not the other way around. So uh, I mean the match was good. I thought the finish was a little sloppy, but other than that, it was good stuff uh, both ways around. I, I'm I they keep hyping it up that we don't know exactly what the match is going to be, the rules, the stipulations, or even how many people 
And there's been a lot of talk online that even Marie technically hasn't been released yet. Do you think we see some surprise chicks show up in this match? I feel like you have to almost, right? And I feel like this is what's going to happen. Every week we're going to have another woman added. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe Naomi comes in next week. Uh, who's who's left after Naomi? Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I feel like maybe even Marie is that final surprise. We have not seen her. Again, it's, it's very – perhaps maybe they've told her to just completely – shut off from maybe this is maybe this is a WWE directive of shut off completely from talking about wrestling do not even let people think that you're you know coming back or, or anything like that and all of a sudden it's just a total surprise that she's there not that people are going to be happy about it but you know it's it's something I just don't know I mean there's I remember talk about the whole, you know, is one of the women that, that you know, WWE's reached out to, could Kelly Kelly show up, mm -hmm. you know, could could Lita show up, could, you know, I wonder if that's what they're kind of holding out for, whereas Raw, it's all set. If you're really promoting this whole thing about, we don't know what the rules are, we don't know who's all going to be in the match, there's got to be some kind of previous you know, women's wrestler that used to be with the company that's that's coming back, or I don't know, maybe they they uh, I just as like NXT is, is pretty much set, so they can't really call anybody from there either. But like it's it's got to be that it's got to be they're bringing somebody back. Yeah, I, I am I'm right there with you. Whether it's even Marie, whether it's Kelly Kelly, um, who they somebody did mention tonight in. Uh, in a promo and I'm escaping who it was. Oh, it's the Maurice thing we haven't talked about. Um, so, I mean, they, they're mentioning things. I, I mean, we could see it. I mean, we could see Oscar for all we know too. It's just, they could even save a surprise for WrestleMania. We may not. I mean, there's still two SmackDowns left to go before WrestleMania, but there, there could be someone who just shows up like last minute signing for SmackDown and then out comes Oscar or something like that. And, you know, there, there's a lot of possibilities to go with, but I'm with, I mean, this this field will be no way set. I think even up to the the opening bell of WrestleMania. Yeah, I feel like this is sort of the one that you might get that in. Whereas I think we felt we felt before we got tonight that the one that that might happen in is the tag title match, but mm -hmm. the tag title match seems to be sort of set that it might be the two that we saw tonight. And, I mean, it also kind of seems like it's, like, the least thing that they care about, too. Mm -hmm. uh, they kind of just threw them out there to main event the show, and no one really cared. And, the, I mean, the Usos won to get themselves a title shot, but... And, I, honestly, I feel like that's all you can do with them, because nobody's going to give a flying crap about the rest of the teams. And they made mm -hmm. that pretty clear, too. Yeah, I mean, they've already had them run through everybody. Um, and, you know, the only feud they've ever actually had outside of the Wyatts was with the Usos. And this might be the only two teams that anybody even gives remotely a flying fig about. But they certainly didn't show it in this match. And, and to be fair, they've done little to nothing to help out the tag division or really American Alpha stand out other than just making them look dominant. 
the few chances they get. It's nothing week to week consistency like we get with the women, um, which have vastly turned into one of the larger reasons to watch SmackDown. So I, uh, you know, I mean, they built their own grave with this one, but I mean, something's got to fill out that pre-show and it looks like this uh, tag title match is going to be one of those matches. You did get the obligatory, we're in Pittsburgh, let's chant for Kurt Angle uh, during that, too. <laughs> so, hey, I, I mean, I, I don't think that should be given a, a less consideration, too, because of this, you know, American Alpha and everybody getting their pants in a wad about wanting to see him manage those guys. So, I wonder if they'll consider that at all. Or I do feel like he got to let one of these these older veterans come to SmackDown, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Kurt Angle, I think, would be perfect to sort of be with all the younger talent. You can do the thing with American Alpha you want to. Uh, you know, you can you can have him. There's a lot of guys. He, I mean, him and Ziggler would be great. Uh, going that low to, obviously, you know, him and AJ again, or uh, even, even him and Miz. I mean, any, any of these the talent on SmackDown would be great for him to kind of get back in there. Let's see what you can do and, and how often, even we still don't know how often he's going to be wrestling, but uh, it's, I, I really would like to see him kind of come to SmackDown, give SmackDown a little oomph, you know, I mean, we still don't know if they're really going to do that redraft or whatever they're going to do, but you know, it, if we're still just signing one to one, by the time uh, after WrestleMania, I think definitely he would help. Yeah, I mean, absolutely he would help. He, he's another name like Edge, too, who is so, I think, identifiable with the blue brand. Um, j- just because uh, not only was he general manager for him at one time, but, I mean, he was one of the SmackDown 6. He was you know, just this incredible wrestler and all these other things that you would attribute to SmackDown during the original brand split before it turned to poop. So I, I'm with you. Uh, Mick Foley's pitch for him to take over for the uh, the general managership over on on Raw, though. So I I wouldn't hold your breath, but it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's going to be various people that are going to be pitched for that job before we get to the end of that, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to go with the first one, but let's see. I guess. Yeah. Uh I, before we get to the the other kind of big thing, um, there's a Baron Corbin basically saying that this Intercontinental title match is on for WrestleMania. That, uh, hey, you know, Ambrose kept wanting Corbin. Well, if uh, Ambrose can jump out of the hospital, Corbin's going to keep taking things from him. And that includes his Intercontinental title, so that match is set. And you have Randy Orton coming out to talk. Basically, he sort of says a lot of the same things he said in the promo before he burned Bray's house down. And then he, you know, said he wanted to split the family, and then he wanted to take away what Bray loved the most, which is Sister Abigail. Uh, So this leaves... Bray afraid and alone, and now he has to finish the job and take away everything, and then Bray Wyatt comes on screen, and we get a little bit of crazy here as uh, Bray 
says that Sister Abigail was forged in hell and her heart still beats. And that, you know, now he is the Lord of Lords because I guess hell is within him. Uh, I feel like, are we going back to Cain here? <laughs> like the hell is just inside Bray Wyatt, but uh, Bray Wyatt baptizes himself in her ashes. And, yeah, he, he gets it all over him, even remembering right at the last minute to make sure he gets his face. And then he yells to follow the buzzards. I felt like, you know, the the crowd didn't seem to really care, and this kind of seemed a bit weird, uh, which I guess it's supposed to, but, you know, I, I, I sort of get it. I guess he is now, like, reborn, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, and that is supposed to be the, you know, that's what a baptizing is supposed to be. The content of the promos, I think, it is a little secondary at this point. It, it's it's retread for Randy, for sure, and the point is supposed to be that Bray, despite the setback, believes himself to be more powerful than ever after this, but the thing that I appreciated the most out of this, and something that, uh, you know, I've already talked about a little bit during the Shane thing, was just the pictures that they created and the way that they filmed this. Um, after he sort of buries his face in her ashes and sort of leans back, whatever lighting source they were using catches his eyes perfectly on camera to where they just sort of glimmer. Like he's mm-hmm. almost got this new hope. Like he's, the, you know, the, like the new powers have completely set in on him at that point. And it's such an eerily wonderful picture that I, I couldn't help but get a little bit of chill from it. And that, I think, did more for me than anything that these two said during this. Yeah, it definitely was more about the... Not what he says, is what he does. And mm-hmm. I think it means more about what are we getting next week? What's going to continue to happen with this? Are we going to see these powers manifest? Or is it just going to be all talk like it has been in the past, you know? So that that's sort of an important thing to note about what are we exactly going to get out of this mm-hmm. uh, before we get to WrestleMania, that is. And uh, finally, we get to the supposedly ever-important Miz TV segment. And Miz talks again, uh, you know, basically saying a lot of the same things he said uh, last week. And... We get Maurice telling us that story that we've heard, we've read before, we've heard before uh, about when Nikki and Bree were coming back to the company, about how Maria, interesting how they mentioned Kelly Kelly, but not Maria in this, so that kind of leads me to that thing I was saying about, I wonder if Kelly Kelly is going to be that person. Um, but, and plus we already know she's she's signed as, as far as, you know, the reports went, but... That whole thing about, you know, Nikki and Bree basically screwed the three out of them out of the contract to come back. Mm-hmm. And Maurice did try to sort of make it personal by saying, well, she missed out with time out, you know, time out of time with her husband. Like Nikki got to be with Cena the whole time where Maurice didn't. Uh, I It's still hard for me to really care about that, honestly. But. You know, it's it's a little bit more futile to fire people who don't know that. 
And, I mean, Nikki obviously tried to downplay it and say that, you know, Maurice needs to focus to get get back on wrestling, which she hasn't done. And, uh, you know, Miz, they don't really point out what she's done in the ring, but Miz tries to say, hey, you know, she doesn't need to prove herself, which, you know, if you watched her back then, you obviously know that, but not if you haven't seen her. Um, And... Yeah, now we're going to have a face-punching extravaganza at uh, WrestleMania. But yeah, you know, did this do more for you than, say, last week? Or are you still kind of in the same spot? The thing that continues to impress me about this feud is The Miz's delivery and how that is seemingly carried over. And Maurice seemed much more poised and much more, I don't want to say fully back into the groove that she was during her original run, uh, but she was certainly much more on the ball this go-around with, with the promo and everything. Once she got through the beginnings of it, because at the beginning of her, you know, she was a little shaky, and then by the end, whenever it got to the, the go-home part, she absolutely slayed this. And I thought this was well-delivered. I, you know, the the content, as you said, may, you know, it's the same stuff you hear about seeing all the time from The Miz. Maurice gets to add her part, which I think helps a lot. Um, because, as we said, I think maybe two weeks ago, or whenever this first started coming up, it seemed very one-sided as far as Miz Cena. And we hadn't really had a lot for Nikki and Maurice to pop out. And I felt like this did more to help that side of the equation to really help that build. And, and Daniel Bryan stepping in. And sort of sealing this with all the reasons of what the Miz has been bugging him with, and the obvious familial connection on the other side. I think it really helped to build this into something. I, I don't know if I'm, you know, terribly interested in the match itself, but the build for it, I think, has been good. Yeah, I mean, th- this is going to be now that we've kind of laid that one out on the out there. What else are you going to have to really? you know, stick them with next week that's not going to be the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be the challenge here with the 19 or 18 days you have. Well, technically for me, it's 18 days right now. Uh, you have left before WrestleMania. Uh, are you going to stop having them speak? And are you going to you gonna maybe give Maurice a match so she can, you can kind of see what, you know, people who haven't seen her, I don't think it would be bad to give her a squash or, I mean, I don't know who's there. You can, you can just bring in somebody to have her squash in a couple mm-hmm. of minutes just to let her get get some rust off and, and just uh, so people can kind of see some things uh, from Maurice. But obviously they don't have to do that either. Uh, I mean, this is they still got some weeks left. So let's see what they do with this at the end of the day. I, I still feel like I... I need some more before we I fully get invested, but I, I have like some of the build up here. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, go ahead. No, I I completely agree with you. They they can't sacrifice anybody they have on the main roster for the women here, uh, to feed to Maurice because they all are gonna be involved in a championship match. Right. So definitely bringing in local indie talent for Maurice to squash would work. Having Miz and Maurice play the flip side and trying to do uh, go, do the Carmella uh, Ellsworth match again with those two, I, I could see them doing too. Just the Miz and Maurice looking to prove that they're better. Um, but I, I 
I think the the first idea is a much better one. I, I it still leads me to think too that, and apparently now it's becoming rumor. Something I said. I know I'm not probably the only one that's ever said that. I don't, you know, but I I didn't hear anybody talking about it when I said it a couple of weeks ago. But it still leads me to think that we're gonna get Cena proposing to to Nikki at WrestleMania by the end of that show. Um. I feel like it's sort of the it's it's bad because okay it's bad because it sort of goes with what Miz has been saying right mm-hmm. like by the time you get to that that's what it's gonna feel like it's gonna feel like that's how you make it right for Nikki but then also again is it's like that whole thing he keeps saying about Cena's image and and how much he thinks you know. Cena's important, or how Nikki is important to his brand, and all that stuff. But I will say, if you're going out on on Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards and calling you know somebody the love of your life and all that stuff, but you're not willing to like pop the question, there's something inherently wrong there. Uh, you know, I I know that's all an act too, but I mean, look, you're going on a different show that has nothing to do with WWE. You're you're saying those things. You're having her th- be there with you on stage when you know you don't have to do that uh i feel like yes it's wrong it would be wrong in that sense of what miss is saying but it's also like i think like a culmination of everything for for both of them and and whatever so that it it would be kind of a cool moment at the end yeah i mean it would be cool but you know if they do go the proposal route that that the miss cena thing will not be over at that point because there's so much more fuel to the fire that Miz will have, you know, and, and all these other things that you can keep going forward with. Um, and, and if they decide to do the wedding on screen, too, then, I mean, you know, wrestling oh, weddings you know never turn gonna out Oh, you know that's going to be good. on Total Divas if they do it. I mean, that's, yeah. what they've been, that's what they've been prepping for this entire time is on the hopes that there will be a Cena-Nikki wedding that they can show on that show. But, uh... No, and you're right, though, but that's the thing. Like, WrestleMania no longer is the, we're going to end our feuds anymore. It's, mm-hmm. well, you might get some feuds that end, but most of them are going to continue on to the next pay-per-view. So, I mean, you're right. It's it's possible that there's also something in there so that Miz has more, more to say uh, after that, too. But uh, I think all we got to do... Is right this show. Oh, you don't want so. to talk about the, the rousing match that Dolph Ziggler and Mojo Rawley oh, had? Oh, I forgot about that match. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, basically, it was there to promote the Under the Giant Battle Royal and have Dolph get eliminated a bunch of times, and then I think he finally pinned Dolph. Is that what happened? Dolph walked out because he, uh, he believed himself too good for Mr. Mojo, even though he was getting his tail kicked to him for the entire two minutes. Oh yeah, it's Rouse, rousing to say the least. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I just I feel like I wonder if Dolph's back in that I don't care territory again. But I can't blame him either. But still. yeah, I I can't either. He's getting saddled with a lot of guys who SmackDown is not done right by, and now he's finding himself on that same level. I mean, I'm sure Dolph will end up being in this. Uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing along with Apollo and Kalisto and everybody else he's wronged and you'll have that story working in there. They announced Kurt Hawkins 
for the for the uh, battle royal to today too. So there's a whole four people in there now, and I uh, I mean we all know I I think at this point it's going to be pretty obvious that Braun's going to end up in there and winning it. But I uh, I struggle to care. I really do. I mean, if Braun goes out there and eliminates everybody, I'm going to care. That, that, that'll be cool. It. I just meant the build-up so far on, on both sides of the coin has been quite lackluster. I mean, have we really ever cared about that, though? I think like, the only time that they really, really did something with it was with uh, Sandow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could argue Cesaro for a hot minute there, too. <laughs> but, it, like, in the build-up, though, was... Did you care oh, about... Yeah. Does... The very first one I found myself very intrigued by. Yeah, because we kind of didn't know if that was going to mean anything. Right. Right. Yeah, like, and it I, quickly uh, turned into us realizing that it, it was a placeholder for guys on the roster who didn't have a spot on the show. Pretty much yes, all Yes, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Rating, I don't... Uh, I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot of great storytelling on this show. There's, the women have some, uh, some good matches on here. That's really all that's about worth your time. I, I enjoyed this a hair more than I did raw. I'm going to go six. Uh, it's not a great episode, but there is some parts on this that are going to prove, I think, to be super important that you watch, um, going towards WrestleMania. Yeah, it kind of sucks at the main event sort of falls flat uh, when you do have, you know, two good women's matches on here. But really, this show is mainly for you to watch the AJ and Shane stuff and the Cena and Miz, uh, Cena, Miz, and Maurice and and Nikki stuff, really, Mm -hmm. uh, more than anything. And I will say that's certainly a bit more to watch than what you got on Raw. So, you know, there's that. I'll say a six, too. I think that's fair enough there. Um, not a dynamite show, but, uh, there are some things to, and, and they continue to set up WrestleMania, which is the important part, too. Right. All right. Well, until next week, when we have to review SmackDown again, uh, we'll see you later. But before then, make sure that, you know, you check out, uh, Paul and Gary talking about Raw Last night, uh, of course, we'll have our WTM Part 1 uh, episode that uh, you'll, you'll get to hear a little bit later after this. And uh, 205 Live, uh, we'll have a, a New Japan show looking at the first two uh, shows of the New Japan Cup and the, the couple matches that have also happened since then. Uh, so we have one side of the bracket that's already at the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And, uh Yeah. So, full slate of things for you. Make sure you subscribe to that WTM Network. Uh, Go visit WTMNet.com, and uh, we'll be seeing you guys around. Yes, sir. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.